Hi, this is Ben Lindbergh. And Jessica Clemens. And we are the hosts of Button Mash, the Ringer's video game podcast on the Ringerverse feed. We are in the midst of the biggest blockbuster gaming month either of us can recall. We're talking about Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros., Alan Wake, Five Nights at Freddy's, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Woo! We will have our hands full. You can have your ears full with us talking about these wonderful video games on the Ringerverse feed weekly throughout this month on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me! Well, ding dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, uh, I think Bronson Reed and Ivar <laughs> are Wednesday Worldwide <laughs> listeners uh, because gotta be. they seem to be building a hell of a storyline towards the Big yeah. Meat Classic. Uh, that we made oh, up meaty, last week with, with the help line. of our guy, our guy Will from Alabama. Shout out to him. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I am fully invested in this feud in real life, and I'm playing yes. this out with with uh, with a butcher belt on the line in in 2K23 because <laughs> wow. On a scale from one to ten, how how excited are both of you about this uh, Bronson Reed Ivar feud after our discussion last week? I'm more excited. I have to say, I didn't think I would. I just thought it would be okay, you know, two big meaty men slapping meat. But nah, this seems like personal and good. And uh, like you said, shout out to Will from Alabama. Uh, that's what I love about wrestling, though, because sometimes when you talk to other people, you hear other people's perspective, they can kind of make you see something different than you normally would. I know that happens a lot when I'm sitting here. Which yeah. are on Wednesdays. So yeah, I'm all 100%. for it. Big meaty men, big meat classic, baby. Let's go. The big <laughs> meat classic. Yeah, now I, I will say, uh, Will, you may you may have started a movement because from your lips to Triple H's ears, it feels like this uh, Bronson Reed Ivar situation just matriculated out of out of nothing, and I love it. G- give me more of these two. There those random spots on NXT. Uh, I, 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 adding comedy in with the uh, just uh, 
hossy, meaty madness. I, I'm, I'm all for it. They, <laughs> this, this better be a tournament in 2024. I'll tell you that much. Oh, we, yeah, it's, it's set up. Also, I don't know about you guys. I had a lot of people in my life who don't watch wrestling mm-hmm. <laughs> saw the social clip of us talking about the Big Meat Classic and sent me that post and said, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Just, you guys need to relax. Talking about that meat. Um, Talking about that meat. Out of, out of context, I didn't, you know, within the context, we we know it's, it's big, the Big E thing, uh, all that good stuff. It's just funny out of context when people don't realize what, what the full uh, meaning of what you're talking about is. But you know what? Right. I leaned into it. Said, it is what it is. <laughs> Come join us on the Big Meat Classic movement. You know, that's, uh, we'll get shirts made. And uh, yes. we'll see you at all the big, the big PLEs. It just says Big Meat Classic. Yeah, that's right. Hats. Meaty. It's going to be fantastic. Big meaty hats. <laughs> Absolutely. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving holiday. But let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. Whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, Brian Danielson headed up a disciplinary committee that decided to terminate CM Punk. Now, obviously, the timing of the release of this headline uh, can't be coincidental, given that uh, Mr. Punk has returned to WWE (laughs) for anyone who is just turning on wrestling content for the first time in, I don't know, a week. (laughs) But um, we we wanted to bring this one up specifically because we talked about this in the group chat. Uh, And and the reaction was more so by the wrestling community was what I think what shocked us more because in any other circumstance, I think this is kind of a nothing headline. But the fact that Brian Danielson is involved CM Punk is involved in the headline. The word terminates. It's 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 conjuring up some feelings amongst uh, amongst the people. So, uh, yeah. Cal, I'm I'm gonna throw it to you first. When you first read this headline, what was your gut reaction to seeing to seeing this? Because I I I knew where it was gonna go. I, I knew it was gonna go to a toxic place on the twitters, right? And it did. But right. where were you at? I was surprised that this information got out like that. Like I, I, I was really questioning why that happened specifically, especially, I mean, it, it, it makes more sense when you realize that, uh, well, at least there's reports saying that what Brian Danielson tweeted on Monday, I guess, afternoon was essentially what he told the locker room after the news of uh, CM Punk being let uh, being terminated hit. Um, it, I, I, again, it, I don't I don't want to say it's retaliatory, but it's interesting, you know, the way things happen. Um, but I'm, I, I guess people have not really interacted with disciplinary committees. I mean, I know at, I went to a high school that had a disciplinary committee and the committee was literally made up. There were there was teachers. There would be uh, certain students. There would be other people within the community. It, it was it was never just uh, 
authority figures. They, they, the disciplinary committee specifically would try and mix it up. So there would be a conversation and all sides would be. It would, and, it, and a lot of the time, the people who would be involved in those committees were people that were upstanding people. Like if you told me that AEW had a disciplinary committee, which I I mean, that that's how they operate things over there. I am not surprised that Brian Danielson would be the voice from the locker room. He's got probably right. got the most tenure out of those people. He's uh he's 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 been to the top of the mountain. I mean, arguably, aside from CM Punk and Chris Jericho, he's probably, you know, one of the big three that have and Sting, obviously, but like in terms of like modern wrestling right now. He's immensely influential to the people that are in the locker room, and he's probably one of the best voices in terms of being able to speak to somebody who's not only been here for a while, but has been to the top of the mountain and has been here and and, and is coming back in this era. Like I think he can he can see punk in ways nobody else can. And mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that this comes out because then when it hits the timeline and you have people just, I mean, and, and, and you, it, you're going to say what you're going to say, you know, I don't know how influential the committee was in the final decision. And when the fight for report doesn't, it, it, the one that came out about this Brian Danielson specifically, it didn't really mention Tony Khan and Tony Khan said, he's the one back, back after all in, he said he pulled the trigger. So I, I getting right. more clarification on what, Tony Khan did versus the disciplinary committee, I think could, I don't know if it's going to help the situation at this point, but I feel like I would need more clarification before I would mm. say, Oh, uh, Danielson, you know, he's, he was behind them. It was Danielson in the kitchen with a meat cleaver or whatever. Like, nah, he was just <laughs> the, he was the pro wrestling voice in this conversation conversation and probably the most necessary pro wrestling voice for this particular situation. Um, given the circumstances. Right. Uh, Brian, this is one of your favorites and of all time involved in this headline. Mm-hmm. How, are, how are you? How are you holding up? <laughs> Given that the uh, the wrestling Internet ha- has come for Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I should say they've come for his head. I, I don't understand why we need to know this information. I felt Dang. like it was a simple try to stay relevant on an island of relevancy that the WWE has provided. They just dominated the headlines with CM Punk. Meanwhile, over AEW, you have Swerve Strickland, who's on the rise and looking to become the next world champion. You have Adam Copeland and Christian Cage cooking, looking to deliver us a banger next week. And, 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 And I'm all for that should be on pay-per-view. We should be paying for it. But Without in an that. attempt to re-grab the attention of everybody, like I went back and watched that promo and I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm critical yeah. that the fact that it's happening so soon, but it's still delivering. But mm-hmm. y'all want to talk about CM Punk and y'all letting this stuff get out. I don't understand why it needed to get out. I don't understand the right. importance. Um, but to the people out there who want to blame Brian, you've never been in this position. And we as wrestling fans, because we know that they put on classic at Ring of Honor, because we know they put it on classics during 2012, the summer of 2012, we may like to believe that maybe their relationship 
is John Cena, Randy Orton S. But for all we know, it could really be just Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. We don't know Ooh. how Ooh. much they do or Spicy. don't get on. Right. So, right. you know, let's let's move on. It would behoove AEW not to mention CM Punk anymore because all they're mm-hmm. going to do is just keep adding fuel to the fire. Triple H already told everybody the reason why we don't see Jay Cargill. And he said right. so much without saying Without saying lot. anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll Mark get to that. that. Without saying we're anything. Gonna get, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to we're, that. we're definitely getting to that. I mean, to your point, Brian, it, it was it was a very strange leak. Right. And, mm-hmm. and obviously the timing isn't isn't weird because we get it, right? You you want to be involved in the CM Punk SEO, if you will, <laughs> right? When people are looking looking this shit up and they see, yeah. you know, AW attached to it, they're gonna read it and they're gonna think about you. I, I get it. The fact that you would in a way, this feels like they're throwing Brian under the bus, right? Where yes. it's just like at, when when the punk firing initially happened, TK was up front, right? You know, taking the it was my decision. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Now that the wrestling world, ha- the attention has is heavily focused on punk and WWE. You release this now, and look, I get Br- Brian tweeted that thing as well, and that's exactly apparently what he told the locker room when this all went down um, in AW. But again, it. It's it's just a weird leak, um, unnecessary to to back up your point Wait, ben, there, Hollywood. Yeah, Ben, Ben, let me ask you a question. What if the leak came from somebody on CM Punk's side? What if what if somebody saw that tweet that Brian Danielson wrote and because mm. I, I I don't I saw somebody on the timeline trying to connect dots and they said, oh, this is why I I CM Punk posted a picture of a dead rat at some point and they're like, oh, this is why CM Punk posted that. He was talking about Brian Danielson. Like, do you, and I, and there was some other scan. Again, mm. I, I, dirt, dirt sheet's gonna dirt sheet, but, you know, I in the, in the stories that I'm reading, I've read that everything from um, Punk knew about this a while ago and hasn't said anything to, you know, and, and it made me wonder, like, could, is there, is there a world where Whoever a steel or whoever would be on CM Punk side and whoever they talk to, could that be a I don't know. I don't know, but I, I want yeah, would, I would mean, that change your mind if it came from that side? I, I mean, I think that'd be even weirder, right? Because the whole narrative I think around punk right now is I'd say it's net positive, right? Where it's yeah. he's back, yeah. he's back in WWE. Why would you steer it back in this direction? Right? I mean, th- there's and I get, I get it, right? Maybe legally, Punk himself can't talk about it. You know, from all the reports, it doesn't look like he's going to bring up AEW at all right. um, in right. in in any promos. I think T- Tony Khan is the same way. Le- he, he he mentioned that he had that quote. You know, legally, he can't talk about it. So if it is right. from Punk's side, I feel like it's even more weird. Like, why would you why would you bring up the past when clearly Punk is looking toward the future? He's looking towards moving on. And making this storyline as big as it is, unless it is a situation where, like Brian said, the punk Brian relationship isn't as hunky dory as we've all 
made it out to be. Right? Maybe there's just this, this simmering beef that's been going on with them. So it's and it, it's and, and to your point earlier, Cal, of like it's it's Brian Danielson who who headed up this this committee. Also, it's a committee. It's not that Brian Danielson fired CM Punk. Can we just <laughs> right. stop with right. that ridiculousness? Right? right? Exactly. Like there were other people on this committee. There's there's some some legal <laughs> heads involved. It's not Brian Danielson behind a chair, you know, Let's with the, flipping a coin on whether he should, you know, let go of CM Punk. And also, it's Brian Danielson, right? Cal, you mentioned this. He's one of the most respected names, people in the business, mm-hmm. period, right? It's not like this was Jungle Boy who decided this, <laughs> which would have been, that would have been insane. That would have been Nick headline Jackson, worthy. Right, it, right, right. right. You know, if, if that if if the committee was the elite and Jungle Boy, <laughs> sure, let's 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 rip that shit to pieces. But it's not. It's 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 Brian Danielson with a bunch of legal heads trying to figure this out. So right. for all we know, Brian Danielson, him being on this discipline committee, could have also been one that have said, uh, "Young Bucks, Punk, y'all need to squash this." That part is not going to leak. You know, and then, yeah, I'm taking up for my boy, right. but. He could have said that, and overall, he could have got outruled. If he's the head of the discipline committee, like you said, it doesn't mean he has the final say. He's probably, you know, just the head of it, but there's still a right. committee. And if he's overruled, you know, because I would think that, yeah, he would like to do business and, you know, see AEW in the best position. So I could see him trying to persuade both sides to come together and work together. That's where the biggest issue is. And that's the reason why we had that wonderful moment in Chicago is because the Young Bucks and uh, the Elite reportedly didn't want to do business with CM Punk. Right. And uh, look, we, we got plenty more punk talk coming up. Because uh, <laughs> we got in a, in a very punk. healthy way. <laughs> we, 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 we're going to talk about it more in a healthy way. Yeah, we're going to talk about right. it in a healthy way a little bit later in the show, but we're going to move on because we got more headlines. We'll so next up, Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks a name from the past, may be the next big name to return to WWE. This is according to uh, Wrestle Purists Ibu. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, who's, uh, who's Who's been known to uh, get some of these rumors out ahead? Um, and, and some of them have come to fruition. So, uh, Brian, yeah. you hear Mercedes Monet potentially coming back. Are, are we getting a four horsewomen reunion? Essentially on WWE, or is is Triple H going for the jugular here? Money, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> He's always told us that they are after the best talent, and we know Mercedes Monet is a draw. There's a lot of people, including myself, who don't usually get up for Wrestle Kingdom, who woke up early that morning to see. What we kind of felt was going to happen. We didn't know. We wasn't guaranteed that she was going to be there. But everybody kind of figured it. And we watched it. And it was great. You mean to tell me her coming back to the WWE? Why wouldn't Triple H and Nick Khan want that? Because one thing we know is they're business people. The relationship that he had with Sasha Banks versus the relationship with Mm -hmm. CM Punk, totally different things. So if he's sure. willing to do business with somebody who I deem his Vince McMahon's version of the ultimate warrior, then why wouldn't he do business with somebody who's essentially his, before Montreal, Vince McMahon's version of Bret Hart? So, you mm. know, that's you look at all the accolades that she had and everything she did at NXT, 
a potential four horse women because now they can cook. Before the four horse women coming together, we had this idea of them versus the four horse women of MMA. It wasn't going to give us what we want. That's the reason why they didn't give it to us because the other ladies wasn't ready. But now you give that to us, you you got so many different women's factions that you can put together, whether it's the um, damage control as we see it right now, whether you put Mm -hmm. Bianca, Jade, and insert, I'm going to just throw out two names, Kalani Jordan and um, Lash Legend. I I don't know where that came from, but just anywhere. Like you have, this roster is stacked. Then now you can really tell a story where the four horsewomen say, we're the reason this roster stacked. And then you have these other ladies that said, no, this was a group effort. Right. Well, Cal, where are you at? There with was, well, there was an image. I had to find it on my phone. I screenshot it on Monday. WWE put out an image and it, the, the big in big white text. It said last three months in WWE. And let's just run it down. Yeah. John Cena returned. Okay. Nia Jax returned. The Rock returned. Jade Cargill signed. Carlito returned. Kyrie returned. Randy Orton returned. CM Punk returned. Why would I not think that Sasha Banks, they're going to, in another three months, they'd have another image and Sasha would just be one more of the, the, the previous WWE superstars that made it back. And I, I feel like it was, see, I, I wasn't trying, I wasn't thinking about CM Punk returning as much throughout the week, but because I, I was more fixated on an IG, there was an IG post that Bailey sent out, and it was the Kabuki Warriors and the Golden Role Models, and it, with the way that the um, Damage Control storyline's been going, my thought, my booking was something's going to happen in that match. Damage Damage Control loses. And they already been eyeing Bailey like she's the 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 redheaded stepchild. Right. This this may be the night that they get her out. And oh snap, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, whatever whatever she be called at that point. I don't know if she's ready to run to a ring or something like that. But it sounds like Bailey's trying. Bailey's already arming herself with her old homies just in case one of these these women in damage control wants to say <laughs> something and have a problem. So I was I've already been ready for this. So I'm not surprised when these reports uh, start to hit the sheets or whatever. But you know, again, it's. The last I heard, she's in a walking boot. I don't know where Mercedes. Uh, and, and now yeah. I've been. I'm. I'm getting so used to calling her Mercedes. If I got to go back to calling her Sasha, you got to give me a couple of months. I've really been trying to be Monet. <laughs> right. We but, rewired our yeah, brains. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, blame you. you. You have to, Adam Copeland. You have to. It's it's, it's part of being a fan. That's but, right. Yeah, I, I I I I can see her returning anytime soon. I don't see how that's not in the cards. I mean, I so the whole Bailey getting kicked out of damage control, I feel like that's imminent, right? That, that'll happen at some point. And then, that th- so that's the first domino that's been set up for a while. Now the whole, the whole Becky and Charlotte essentially making up, right? Yeah. It, it's seemingly both on screen and off screen, which, by the way, just brought a little smile to my jaded wrestling heart. Uh, when they had the the, the press conference uh, moment uh, with Man. with Krista B, shout out to Krista B from from those wrestling girls Ooh, who uh, who helped shout create that B. moment. 
But you mm. know, when Becky started to get uh, a little emotional, I was like, oh my God, like they're they're really friends again. This is this is beautiful. Man, uh, if, so if y'all if the, I'm sorry, the fact if that you're it's looking at that and you're not, you're not you're not looking at that and seeing WrestleMania 40. Exactly. I mean, sure, but the fact that they're even willing to kind of go there is they have also to. Guys, it's also you, great. They have to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like facts. facts. Uh, so because they've just they've just taken so many side almost shots at each other on like these different podcasts and interviews that it was like, right. all right, cool. Like you, you seem to get gotten to a place where I don't know if you're your best friends again, like you were before, but mm-hmm. when you, when you work together, you know, the, the, the mat, like, it's like Bailey and Sasha or, or Mercedes. I mean, they're, they're best friends in real life, but they can put on ridiculous bangers when they're feuding. So yes, would I like to see Charlotte Becky at 40 sign me up. But first, if we could get a little four horsewomen reunion, just just for some of the nostalgia freaks out there. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> just a quick one, and then mi- Never mix mind. in Sasha. Great. <laughs> I'm out. Mix it in. I'm out. Uh, but that's I'm. <laughs> but th- that's that's just where this this headline made more sense to me after Saturday, uh, because right. up until then I just thought, you know, obviously even with Sasha being a Triple H person. You know, you, you just figure, you know, she's doing her own thing. But I don't know. It's, it's all just seems to be coming together. And it just makes more sense that it would happen now. Like, like you, you, Kyle, you read down that list of everyone who's come back. You don't, you don't think Triple H wants to add that to his, uh, to his ledger that he brought? He's the one who brought back Sasha Mercedes, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's in, Hunter's in his bag right now. <laughs> You know, yes. he's uh he's on top Agreed. of the world. So. Now I say, you remember you told Ariel Hawani back in uh, during uh, right around WrestleMania season that you know breakdown in communication, but there was some more talks. And to me, that says go have fun, come back, go find yourself again, go do what you want to do, accomplish all your dreams, come back, and let's do business. We were sitting there with Bailey in the studio in Los Angeles. In the Ringer studio when she was on The Masked Man. You could see in her face. She misses her wrestling soulmate. It it almost made you, not only because she's a very wonderful human being on this earth, but when she said that, it made you want to give her a hug. Because (laughs) if anybody knows, when you have like a great travel partner, it's undefeated. And, and, And she looked like, yeah, I understand what she's doing, but I miss her. And we we saw the hug between Charlotte and Becky. But man, you imagine the lights go out, no music. This is lights go out, then all of a sudden the lights come back on, and the Sasha and Bailey in the ring together, and then that hug, it's going to be. A, we're going to cry. We're going to cry. I need. I may cry. <laughs> Bailey I mean, returning I, I, to her I hugger want... hugger status. No, yeah. wait, no, no, no. I want golden role models. I don't need a hugger. I don't need a hugger. That's no. fair. All right. But, golden but, role but models. Still, You're right. They, they, You're they right. don't have to be, yeah, but we want the golden role models, but the the moment. I need that. They know. need the hug. Yeah. 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 100%. 100%. All right. We're, you know, let's, uh, we'll keep thinking about it. We'll send positive vibes. We're, we're, we're going to make this happen just through, uh, through osmosis. <laughs> just, just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> 
That's 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 the last step here to make all these returns possible. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Triple H promises a massive in-ring debut for Jade Cargill when she is ready. So this was an interesting quote uh, from Triple H from the Survivor Series presser uh, over the weekend. And it, it's been two months since Jade was announced as signing with WWE. She hasn't been on TV in a little bit, but you know I think they did a good job of uh, positioning her popping up on all three shows. Essentially, yeah. now yeah. with us being two months in to the Jade Cargill WWE experience, are you as excited as when she first signed, Cal? Yes, I. Well, I, I think the thing is, is I'm excited for uh, the, the the speculation, the thought of w- the when and the where of Jade Cargill getting this whatever this massive. Uh, in-ring debut that Triple H is cooking up. I the, again, be, building off of the conversation we just had, when you're talking about uh, where Charlotte and Becky are at right now, if we get Sasha Banks back and Sasha and Bailey are able to cook together, those are four women who a lot of them did a lot of great stuff with Bianca Belair. I mean, you saw b- during Bianca Belair's run, I be- she may have had matches with all of them at a certain point. No, she she had a whole feud with Bailey. She had a whole feud with Becky. She got a, a she got her. They made history with Sasha, and uh, she did get a shot. Yeah, she I, let Jade Cargill run through that gauntlet. Give Jay Cargill a, when Jay Cargill's ready and being able to put I'm I'm the potential of those matchups and because I already feel Jay felt like a star when AEW put her on those billboards that were on the subways in New York like it felt like she was already there she put her through the program make sure that you got what whatever whatever their vision for Jade is because again it's not just in the ring. They want to make sure that when Jade's out there, she got to grab a mic. They want her to sound like Jade Cargill's supposed to sound in WWE. So put her through that program. Make sure that she's ring ready and, and mic ready and everything ready. And then start working her into some of these situations because it's only going to make her a better superstar. Give her two years. Once she's ready, give her two years on that main roster, running through all those women. And I guarantee she's going to be banging just like anybody else that you're loving right now. So, yeah, I... um. I, I I would love to know a date. It'd be great to know when all this was going to happen, but not. Nah, I'm 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 ready and willing to wait for them to uh, pr- get her ready for the way they want her to present, the, the way they want to present her. P- piggybacking off of that, when she is ready, aspect, Brian. Do you think that's more on Jade, or is that more on Triple H to determine when she is ready? I think it's a mutual decision. You know. Um, Obviously, he wants her to have the confidence. And I think she's been she's been in the business long enough to know what is expected of her and also recognize, okay, this is a different league I'm playing. in, And I'm not in triple A or double A anymore. I'm in the majors. And that's a huge jump. You know, shout out to her uh, partner, Brandon Phillips, who's, uh, you know, on the Hall of Fame ballot. Hopefully he gets in. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But yeah, I think that she understands that. I, I was thinking about some over some hypes that we had back in the day when Mark Merrow came over from WCW. 
uh, when Scott Steiner came over. <laughs> Sin Cara. What a time. They, these guys had the vignettes. Uh, Ultimo Dragon's another one. Um, but yeah, they had the yeah. vignettes. And these, these was going to be people. We had seen them successful in other companies. You can even throw DDP in there. Um, we saw Talk how successful they were. And if you were a WWE and WCW fan, you may have been huge fans. You couldn't wait to see them in the WWE. And they came over and it flopped. You know, you remember the pictures of Ultimo Dragon having all the belts. Um, Scott Steiner was a world champion. It's like, okay, now here you have another main eventer. Had two main events on Royal Rumble and No Way Out and wasn't even on WrestleMania 19. So, damn. Understanding that one, the women's division is stacked, there's no rush. You already have the prize. The prize was getting her signed. She did the media runs. Now, let's do the work. And I think it will be Triple H when he says, okay, you're ready. You know, I think it, it's going to be a mutual decision, but I think it's Triple H that's going to have that final sign off. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not rushing her onto TV, into a storyline, into the ring, I think it takes a lot of discipline, I think, on, on Triple H's end, right? Because... On one hand, you could capitalize on... They, he could have capitalized, or, and WWE could have capitalized when she first signed and just said, get her out there, right? While, while the story is hot. And we'll just kind of figure it out. And it's... It, it's kind of like when, uh, you know... I, I'm going to compare it to... When, when just, so, I'm going to make a Warriors reference, even though I'm freaking so mad at that team. Uh, when Jonathan Kaminga <laughs> was, a, was a rookie with the Warriors, right? He was the number seven pick. And, and they... they the fans kept wanting to figure out ways to 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 use him, right? To get him into the Warriors lineup, and it, mm-hmm. it just it just he just wasn't ready, right? He just didn't fit. Arguably, he might not fit right now. But with Jade Cargill, it's it's not that she's not ready. It's not that she doesn't fit. It's just you have to wait for the. It's a, it's a timing thing, right? So, right with Jonathan coming in now, that timing is is working out a little bit better. And again, the, the, this, with Jade, it's not like a we have to wait years for her to come out. Right. If she did, de- what if she if she debuts at the Rumble in January? I think this is that's a huge win, right? That that's still yeah. I don't know what two months from now. So yeah, we got you know, some time. Is it? Will she lose? Will she lose some of that shine after you know four months out from signing? I mean, in theory, maybe. But you you yeah. telling me that when when her music hits at, at the Rumble, hypothetically, people aren't going to lose their minds. Like it's 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 smart, and I get, I get it, right? I get people being impatient, right? Where we want the instant gratification, but look, the way they've played this this Jade card uh, has been has been really interesting, and it's also I think it's been really smart, and and for her to have the uh, just the kind of self awareness to say, I will do this when I'm ready, is. Mm-hmm. Is great too because she could have easily wanted to push for it, right? And just said, "Look, we gotta, we gotta right. strike while the iron's hot. Like, let's let's get me out there." And if, if she said that, I don't know. Trip seems like the kind of guy who's uh, he's, he's a player's coach. He'll he'll let you run. But, but, but w- also, would she have but, kind of gotten lost in the shuffle? I don't know. But th- think of the storyline that you got right now. She, you just like you said at the top of this segment, she, she was at all the shows. She was at the Raws and the Smackdowns and NXT. She was at, I believe she had a pay per view or two. She, 
she spent some time surveying the WWE universe. Maybe, and you don't say, oh, I, I realize that I got to make sure that I can roll with them, but I, I know what I can do, but I also know what everybody else does. So now I'm going into the gym and I'm working even harder. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make it so now that I've acquired all y'all skills, I'm about to make myself unstoppable. There's, it's so easy to build this and, and you drop that vignette and then I'm going to be at Royal Rumble. Like it's it's you can do that whenever you want. You, they don't want to do it during December because nothing's going on. You, you need a big match time, whether it's the Rumble, whether it's Mania, you, you want to pick a moment for her to showcase her you hope it's sooner than later but again if 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 they don't feel like if nobody feels like she's ready if she doesn't feel like she's ready and they want to make a big impression why would you throw somebody out sooner than you than you really should who's like you said who's benefited by that the point is whenever she does debut it's going to feel like a moment right and it's it's Facts. going to be incredible and Look, we, we've waited two months already. What's another two months? You know? And uh, yeah. it, it, we're, cut, we're getting That's into that point. season. We're getting into uh, the road to WrestleMania season. So why not have her kind of help lead us into that? All right. We've, uh, we've got a lot more to get into. But before we get into a, a, a heavy slash healthy conversation, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small Slurpee drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. 
If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, or Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What? We're going to the Masked Man Show. We're going with Dave. We're going with Kaz. Hollywood, play the clip. I think from roughly February through WrestleMania, we're going to be having weekly discussions about whether or not that should main event night two. Mm. Well, as of... Because, uh, if we're, because if the alternative is Cody versus Roman two, mm-hmm. you can... I don't, it doesn't take any convincing for me that that should have main event night two. But is that really a bigger deal than Seth versus CM Punk? I would say so. I would say so. I would say the only thing that could really throw a monkey wrench into any of this is if Big Dwayne <laughs> comes back, right? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that was a, uh, a, was, it was a scorcher. It was a scorcher yeah, from, from the Master Man show. Be- because I think the common thought here since punk came back since that seth rollins video leaked not leaked just got released was that that you know if that's where the feud is heading night one makes a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. night one of mania right. makes a ton of sense now night two taking over a roman spot i mean i agree we can have the conversation in february february i just don't know is it that realistic i I, I don't know if they're doing that to Roman. Roman Cody, especially. Or, I guess, Rock. But Roman Cody, let's just start there as a baseline. I don't think they're doing that at all. It's, it's not a bad idea. Here's why. We know what we've seen with Roman and Cody. Now, Cody gets his moment, I know. But if Brian H. Waters gets his moment, Cody gets it at 41. So, yes, it would make perfect sense. <laughs> 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 but in all fairness, right? I do think the conversation would be started because that view can get so hot because it is personal. There's nothing more personal a lot of times than a few that's former friends coming at each other. It's one thing where you already don't like each other, but when there's love loss, and that's the part that Seth Rollins has gone on a number of interviews have said, like, He hates the fact that he has to talk bad about this guy because he did so much for him in the beginning of his career. You think back to the showdown when CM Punk was WWE champion and Seth Rollins was NXT champion, you know? So, and then you got Corey Graves, what people aren't really talking about because Corey Graves have said some things too and said there's, you know, love lost there because Seth Rollins was the first person to hold one of his, I mean, CM Punk was the first person to hold one of his children. So you throw Mm. the commentary on the fire as well. So I do think this yeah. feud can blow up to the point that it'll feel so personal 
that it will feel like I mentioned earlier, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, because essentially it's kind of running that, that you would may want to have that conversation. I don't think it will. And, and like Kaz said, if The Rock comes, that just throws a wrench in everything. But I wouldn't mind, like, if, if what was to happen, it wouldn't bother me. I think them main event night one is perfect. It also gives both of them a goal that they both had and have not reached yet. And that right. is yeah, closing yeah. out the show. Is is this um, so would you start where would you start this feud? Because as of Monday Night Raw, it looks like we're, we're we, Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke are going to be battling. And we've also got Drew and Seth. And maybe Jay Uso and the rest of the judge. Like there's still a mix there. And, and CM Punk currently feel like he's just there with people that like him and people that don't like him. Is this a Royal Rumble kick that off type situation? Like when when would you because you you're gonna have to I'm assuming it's not happening in December. And that's a good amount of story that they're gonna have to tell between January and and uh, March to make that determination of not only is it going to be main event, but it's going to main event night two. That's that's got to be yeah. that's got to be a, a banger. I mean, I I think the one thing that or one of the things that Triple H does well is telling multiple stories at the same time, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, Drew seems to be in the in the World Heavyweight Championship mix for a little bit longer, right, after Raw. and I would assume at least Rumble. Right, that'll play out until at least the Rumble. And, or in theory, I mean, there's going to be a Punk-Seth interaction at some point in the next couple weeks. Or at least there should be, right? That'd be, that'd be a waste there, of that, that viral Seth video be. if they don't meet at all. Yeah. So, that needs to happen in order to start building towards you know, April. So Mm -hmm. I think there's enough, there's enough runway here where you could still tell the, the Seth Drew story as well as the, uh, start planting those seeds for the Seth punk story. And I think you start doing that ASAP, right? It's, it's already with the, today's November 29th. It's, it's damn near December, right? So it's going to be mania season before we even know it. Start doing it now. You know, and it, not not it doesn't have to be head to head. It doesn't have to be button heads right away, but get them in the mix because, yeah, I can't I can't do any more of these punk I'm home promos. I just <laughs> I just can't. So we we get this man in a feud ASAP. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> it's easy just, though, right? You 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 have so Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, you know, loses clean or even throw in Jay Uso getting involved. Right. Right. Then Punk, um, Punk is just that commentary after Seth Rollins wins. Punk just stands up, smiles at him face to face. Boom. Moment made. Right. Then right. fast forward you because you still like we said, we got the Jay Uso of it all. Right. Jay got to get the Jimmy. So then Jay yep. has his matchup with um with uh Drew McIntyre. You you know you say that for raw. Jay take the title from Gunther. And then boom. Mm-hmm. You know, or they just have the match <laughs> and uh Jimmy cost him that title, 
Roman says, no, he don't get a singles title before you get one. Boom, cost him. There you go. You got the match. It's, this is, it's going to be fun to see how it play out, but that's just, you know, me doing some little bit of WWE 2K booking. Happy birthday to Cornell Goofy. Yeah. Uh, you know, me doing a little oh, happy 2K birthday, Cornell. Shout out, Cornell. That's what's up. I I love mm-hmm. I love the ease of Jay getting the belt off of Gunther. He'll just take the title off. Don't worry about it. Yeah, real quick. Stop one of the most dominant streaks ever in WWE history. <laughs> I mean, look. So the night two conversation. I I don't know if I'm there yet. No, I, I know. I, I I'm going to be more definitive with that. I'm not there yet at all because talk to this him. man just came back. Let's get into it because. We've heard a lot of CM Punk content uh, and takes over the last, you know, few days. Shit, <laughs> a lot of it has been here on the Ringer Wrestling the Show facts. feed, right? <laughs> Check out Cheap Heat. Check out uh, the Mass Man Show. We also did an emergency pod late Saturday night, uh, which Cal, you were a part of, which was fantastic. And, and we we Shut wanted to bookend. We wanted to bookend the first wave of reactions. With a little, with a little CM Punk therapy session, right? We, 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 we've got all of our our individual feelings about Punk and his return, you know, to, to WWE. And, and and since again, Tony Khan can't legally talk about it, I will help fill that void, and we'll uh, we're gonna lay our souls bare here, and and talk through each of our feelings and, and see how we can you know we can be there for for each other, and see where we end up. <laughs> Brian, I'll start with you. Since yes, you were sir. live in the building, uh, albeit you were down in the media room, uh, but mm. you're the one who mm. pointed, to, oh, pointed yeah, at the screen. I forgot about that. When, Gosh, when Punk made his feel. return, how were you feeling in that moment about Philip Brooks's return to WWE? And how are you feeling now, a few days later? Um, <laughs> that might be, somebody may say hypocrite because, you know, I was very vocal about. You know, I'm, I don't think he's like the greatest on the microphone, but I was happy. Uh, he's home. I look at it like this. He said home. I'm not going to sit here and deny some of the greatest television viewing moments I had in which that he was responsible for. Uh, shout out to my late Man. Uncle Mike. We watched him oh, defeat John Cena at Money in the Bank to win the title. Um, the last pay-per-view actually last wrestling show I watched with my uncle was Survivor Series 2011 when he defeated Alberto Del Rio for the title. Oh. Um, you think back to like the Raw when the first time they decided Raw should go three hours, him going at it with The Rock. <laughs> it was moments, you know. Even my son who's 14 now was about, about three or four saying, see him punk. CM Punk, like, no, go to bed. You're not watching CM Punk. Those are <laughs> WWE <to> <laughs> moments. <laughs> right. Those are WWE moments that I said, okay, you know what? I saw him, and he looked like a happy punk. He didn't look mm. upset. He was smiling. He looked better the last time we saw him on TV. You know, he looked kind of beat down. Like, all right, well, let me just go do this job because they told me, you know, and he walked out with the X and he he acknowledged, he threw his one up and that was kind of like that was, that's the last image I believe that we have of him he looked totally different, so overall, I was happy 
that it did happen. It was the time where I said, a lot of times WWE felt like they would save moments because they didn't want to hit you with so much at once, right? We had an epic return from our troop Then we had the Viper <laughs> come back. The show was already perfect, in my opinion. I thought Survivor Series yeah. was great. Yeah. If, if that moment doesn't happen, we all would have went home happy. You know, it would have probably been something like, man, I wish Punk was there. But the show was so good. The matches was good. And them doing that, I said during the uh, real quick clip that I posted on the Ringer Twitter, there was a live reaction. I said, checkmate. Because that's what it felt like. And that's how I feel with CM Punk being back is Triple H and Tony Khan saying, you know what, AEW? Nick, Nick, Khan. Nick Khan. Oh, shoot. Nick Khan. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was them saying to Tony Khan, you know what? We tried to play nice, but you kept mentioning our names and you kept your names. We're going to show you who the right Khan is. Checkmate. Okay. Try to beat that okay. Wednesday night. Okay. <sighs> I like... I, I, I love happy Brian, man. This see the therapy <laughs> session's already working. We're, you know, we're, yeah. we're getting our we're getting our feelings out now. All right, Cal. Uh, Ricky Rabies is back in WWE. How <laughs> does that make you feel? Uh, well, I'm surprised that with a straight face, Brian H. Waters could say, "Oh yeah, he back home." When I have to look, I had to look it up. 2005. This man, uh-huh. Death Before Dishonor 3, <laughs> had a WWE, the ink signed on the WWE contract, winning the Ring of Honor title, said, look, I'm about to win this title and walk out y'all promotion. And he told a story. And in that story, there was an old man that took care of this snake, had this snake, did everything for the snake. And then one day, that snake went up and bit that old man. That old man said, snake, why did you bite me? That snake said, you dumb old man, I'm a snake. I don't know how you could believe <laughs> that CM Punk, like when he said, I'm home and da 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 da. I mean, A, I saw a similar conversation than the first dance when he first got to AEW, was talking about how I'm back in pro wrestling, baby. You know, that, that was sports entertainment, but I left pro wrestling this date and I'm back in pro wrestling now and I'm here for the children and blah, 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 blah. And you oh, you hear a lot of conversations about, you know, the friendships that CM Punk's made and what he was going to AEW to do. And then you saw how that situation came out. And I, I mean, and I know that there's nuances and there's factors that go into everything. But at a certain point, the the center of a lot of the controversy that was going on in AEW while they were doing all this other stuff was that man. I I guess right now we're really going to see was Triple H right at that scrum? He said everybody changes. This company is a different company than it was, which is true. And I want I want to be clear. He was specifically talking about how they take care of their pro wrestlers. Because I I don't damn ever again. I've been on a binge of CM Punk content since that. Shouts out to Vernon Reed. Once I heard that, I've just been going back and forth to like 2014. One of the biggest conversations Punk had on the art of wrestling was specifically about his health. 
the Z packs and getting staff and Mercer and all that stuff. Like there were a lot of serious things that were going wrong with him while he was wrestling people like Ryback and having to put himself through hell in the ring. It's a totally different situation now, at least in regards to the wrestling and how they're training people, how they're taking care of people. So I think in regards to that, CM Punk is going to be fine. It's clear. It's clear as day he's going to be able to drum up. I, I wonder what them two t-shirts did on Saturday. I don't know if Brian East Waters bought one of them, but I know I saw a lot of people <laughs> wearing them on Monday Night Raw, so somebody got them shirts. But I I, I think the situation's ultimately going to be fine. I I question his body. He had a couple of injuries in AEW. He was going, what, 10 months? I mean, he, he got into a fight too, but he was injured part of that 10 months he was gone, <laughs> and that wasn't that long ago. He got he would win a title, and then there would be a he's gone for a minute. He got bit by that bug, and he's he's older now. I, I don't know if he's on the Danielson train-out regimen or not, but he's going to have to figure something else out. Because he said it a while ago, I'm probably not somebody that should be in WWE. I was never built for this sport, and somehow I'm here. I think we all understand why he's here. He's got that it factor, but the question of time, the question of what's necessary, and the question of who's going to work with him make me wonder where where this where this night two main event situation is going to be come uh, the end of February or the end of March when we really got to figure out who's going to be wrestling where because we could be in a totally different situation in in another three months. Before I get to my thoughts on Punk, Cal, are you mm. are you excited for this run? No, I I I I was. Okay. I, <laughs> that that pop the nostalgia freaks needed that. He but we I think I'm I'm starting to realize that the the division between WWE fans and AEW fans, it's really real. And you realize that when you see people having to watch Monday Night Raw and having to sit through an hour of commercial free raw that a lot of us there was Kaz was ready for the the butting of heads between Punk and Seth Rollins, and we got a tag team gauntlet match, like you know, and then and then it was a minute, and I want to say that they said that uh, it was Randy Orton and Dom. They their match went long, so so CM Punk's time was cut at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else he was going to say though. He wasn't pointing fingers at anybody. He just wants to make money. I've heard this before because I watched him for the last two years on AEW. I didn't like it then. It sounded so much like th- that then that I'm not really impressed. I'm, I was very surprised because I had to wake up to see the timeline being like, oh my god, he want money. He's been talking like none of this is new, but. <laughs> I've just been watching the other show and seeing him talking all this mess. So I, 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 I'm not saying I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I just hope they have a plan because after that promo, it, it didn't feel like he was going to be working into anything. He wasn't speaking. He, he made vague mentions to people not rocking with him. But did he say a name? No, he did not. The, for the, the guy not making friends promo. was... He was not ready to say a name of who he's. Re- he's Adam Copeland said a number of names. If y'all want to do y'all, com- and I'm not trying to compare him, but I was looking for something. I didn't really get much, and what I got, I'd already seen and I'd already heard before. So I'm waiting for whatever 
focus that they have for this run right now because I'd, I'd rather see that than Punk kind of just walking around and cutting promos to the people that remember what he was doing back in 2012, 2013. That was the therapy ran I was looking for from you, Cal. So thank you for, for delivering. <laughs> I'm sorry. As I'm always. sorry. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, just, I knew I just needed to tee you up just a little bit more. Uh, no, I appreciate was, you. I appreciate you. That was fantastic. Um, I, I, I think I've made my... I made my feelings about punk pretty clear on this pod where it's just not, it's not that I'm not a fan of his again. And I get it from the business aspect, right? Of what he means to the business overall and what he's done for it. Again, my whole issue with him has just been the whole, I'm too good. The years where he was out of wrestling, the I'm too good for this quotes that he would just constantly drop. Right. And again, when he came, he came back in like in spurts, or he would tease coming back, and it was just it was just never good enough for him. And then all of a sudden, he was good enough for it, right? It was just, it was just the inconsistency mm. with Punk's line of thinking. And I get it; it's all a work, right? It, re- life is a work. Life is wrestling, you know. Right. I'm. I I, I want to. I want to look forward to this, right? I, and and I'm I'm trying to. It, it was, I was watching Raw with my wife on Monday and, you know, Punk's music hits at the end of the show. Uh, shout out to her, by the way, for sitting through three hours of Raw with me. I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was kind of hyping real. it up a little too much. I was like, That's the first hour is commercial free and CM Punk's back. She's like, who's CM Punk? And yeah, I had to explain the whole thing. But Punk comes out, he's on the mic and she turns and looks at me and she says, I've never seen you not excited for someone's return and it wasn't that i wasn't excited it was just again to cal's point kind of seen this already i've kind of this is very much a right now cm punk is very much james harden to me right oh he's gonna come in talk about it play he's gonna play nice and then at some point the other shoe has dropped just historically, Damn. right? James Harden's doing that. You know, right now he's playing nice with the Clippers, even though they they aren't very good. You know, he played nice with the Sixers. He played nice with the Nets. Sort of played nice uh, on his way out with the Rockets. It's is that going to happen with Punk? And the past couple of stops, this potential hasn't exactly ended very rosy. Right. Going back to his days, just being an analyst on, on, on WWE's Fox show. Right. So it's I hope it turns out better than all that. But again, the the whole I've changed promo. I'm home. Part of the promo. James Harden said the same shit, man. <laughs> you know, oh, he just, James Harden just wants to play basketball. James Harden isn't a system player. He is a system. Uh Look, oh man! First of all, I'm home. I've changed shit. It just didn't resonate I with me it. all that well I because, first of all, I knew it was coming when he said, "There's two words that I'm gonna say," and I was like, "Is either gonna be I've changed or I'm home?" And he said both. First of all, <laughs> four words. And have you? Are you home? You haven't been home for ten years. Uh, and and for ten years, you've just been kind of throwing bricks through the window. Of said home, yeah. I, so again, I, I'm I'm going to try to look at this 
with a glass half full perspective, uh, it's it's just getting a little tough for it's it's tough for me to start anyway. And, and look, am I gonna watch? Thanks. Of course I am. <laughs> right? Of course we're of course, all of going to watch this. This is what happened when he came back in in AEW. You know, I had this. I had similar feelings, mm-hmm. but uh, but at the same time, I knew I was gonna be locked in. So he just again, he just has this hold on all of us on on the business as a whole that. I fully understand. And as a lifer of a fan of this product, of just professional wrestling, you just have to understand that, you know, th- there are things that you have to learn to enjoy, I guess. And this, that's just where I am. So I mm-hmm. want to believe. I really, really do. I want to believe. And that's Yeesh, Am I the only happy person? <laughs> Yes, I think you yes. are right. You, was, you might be the most yes. healthy, <laughs> healthy person coming out of this therapy session. So, uh, but right. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, you know what? Because because Cal Brooks, so he's like you know about him being home and everything. At the end of the day, CM Punk made the name value. CM Punk went up because of WWE, and I just think that him getting this opportunity to get. A lot of stuff that he wanted before. He said, a wise man says, sometimes, you know, you'll make an impact more if you leave and then come back. You'll get all that you need. Um, all right. I just think all it's right. going to be different. I think that there's more, uh, a more solitude. Like, I think that he goes back home and he sees, you know what? I understand why certain things was in place. Like, he's not working with children anymore. Let's not act like the Young Bucks didn't have a reputation. I know people... Remember what they did with Booker T way back in the day. They ain't far removed from that. Killing the business is the name of the book. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do. So, you know, maybe I think that with people like Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, yeah, some of like Roman and Seth, he was there before them. But it's like, no, it's a new yard now. It's a new day and age because the difference is we wasn't big draws back then. Now we are. We've drawn more than what you did when you was here. So now you're right. gonna play by mm. our rules. But he I, I think like, he's also got social media moments. Facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has to he I, I think it, I I wanna say more so than anything. I don't I don't want to say AEW was a humbling, but I think he needed to learn that just because he was like, let me step back. Just because you're the influence to a certain sect of a genre doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. they're going to listen to you like you're their messiah. And I think this, because we've, and this is kind of echoed conversation we had months ago about what was going on backstage. He really wanted to be that locker room leader. I don't know if he wanted to be his version of the taker or something like that, but it felt like he was making those inroads and we had that conversation back then. Those kids, they learn from you, but they have their own mind and they want, and I hate calling them, these are grown ass men. They're the AVPs of a company, however you, whatever you want to call the title. They, they have, they, they hold a title in the company. They have their own visions for what they want to do in this business. And it's not going to be the same thing that influenced them to make those types of steps. So I, I, 
one I hope he real I hope that's a lesson that he learned. If he really is changed, I hope those are the conversations that he had with himself over the last couple of months of all right, if I do get to go home, I'm going to approach this like a business because at, at the end of the day, he's on the right side of people with Nikon and Triple H. But this is TKO Group Holdings or whatever the, the TKO Group. There's a lot of money riding on a potential night two of WrestleMania 40 in CM Punk. Mess up. They know ain't no dis- disciplinary committee. It's it's a, a woman in HR or a dude in HR that you got or a couple of people in HR. You got to sit down and explain why you said what you said and you did what you did and why you should still be around. It's it's really gonna be a new ball game. So I I I, I hope he picked up all those pieces. And I also wanted to say one thing. A wise man didn't have to tell him that he had to leave and come back. That's a Drew McIntyre. Bailey saw Bailey recognized that when Mercedes Monet went to New Japan. Everybody saw that when Drew McIntyre came back. That is nothing new. That and and I I don't I'm not trying to poke holes in a promo, but when I hear that, I almost tweeted it because it sounds like a line. It's he had to get those that that was sports entertainment. He had to get those in because he may have had a conversation with Paul Heyman. I don't know if he did or not, but. Go all the way back though. Goldust. He could. He could have talked to me, and thing. I could have told Dusty Rose, I, and he couldn't get over. It's <laughs> it's so common. It's so common. The, the, the it looks like the grass is greener when Vince is seeing somebody over there win, and he wants to bring them back. But I, I, I mean, you you get the line off, and a lot of I saw a lot of people getting that line off, and that stuff is great. Let's make sure that man is really, really about that business. Because if he's not, he's going to be back out on the street. I don't think they plan. It's a different world. Things it's, different. Are <laughs> it's a different world. It's absolutely a different world. I mean, what would be hilarious is if at the end of all this, WWE was just using Punk as a bridge for to cross over into UFC and MMA. Like, hey, Punk, <laughs> go to, get, get over to UFC 300. And uh, we're... We're gonna put Damn. you in a fight, and, he, uh, and he's, just do, he's just doing commentary well, for the rest of his contract. Right? Yeah, exactly. They, they've they've obviously got bigger plans uh, for Facts. for Punk. And look, th- thank you for everyone for joining our little therapy session. I'm sure there will be plenty more <laughs> Punk talk that is in our futures uh, for all three shows here on the Ring of Wrestling Show. We wanted to cleanse the palate a little bit, though, yes. uh, and, and hit the hotline. <laughs> For a quick call, because uh, according to Brian, this is a this is an all timer. So uh, Hollywood, tell us who the caller is. <laughs> it's our good friend Joel from Houston. I, I I haven't heard nothing like this before, so we had to do it. Here we go. What's up, worldwide? It's your boy Joel from Houston again. Two questions: Which movement right now this year you think is the best? Um, if they were to verse each other, the Yeet movement, Jay Uso, or the Yeah movement? With uh, L.A. Knight. Second question: What if there was a fatal four-way between the Yeet movement, the Yeah movement, the Yes movement by Daniel Bryan, and of course the What movement by Stone Cold? Which one of those movements do you think will win? Let me hear your thoughts, fellas. 
See, this is how you cleanse the palate after a very hefty punk conversation. Facts. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll toss it to you first, Brian. Mm-hmm. What is your winner out of this fatal four-way between the Yeet movement, the Yes movement, Yeah movement, and the What movement? Oh, this is tough because the What movement just became annoying. It's, be- it's only good when Stone Cold yeah. does it. It's soured <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Um, so if I look at like two, the two that's going on now between, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and yeet, <laughs> just to make my tribal chief mad. And I like when Damn. he's angry because it's funny. It's got to be the yeet movement. Damn. <laughs> the yeet I'm movement go- is fantastic. We're, it's we're, so good. Like, it is. And when, you know, when Chicago, every time people started kicking, like every time Jay would do a move and hits and kicks and people was like, yeet. And I'm like, wow, this, this is kind of cool. Yeet. <laughs> were, were they doing yeet on the way on the way out of the building? They were just saying yeet. So to be honest with you, I missed, I, did, I wasn't near the crowd. And oh, that's I right. Got he was in the later. Yeah. And then I got there maybe 30 minutes before the show starts. I didn't walk in with a big crowd. I didn't see if people were doing that. Um, I do remember like going to MSG this year for SmackDown There was, and in Baltimore for Raw. There was the yeah uh, movements. So, but I wouldn't be surprised, but you see the shirt, big old yeet. So, um, but I, I think the yeet movement wins just because it carries on so much, and then you know it, it, it's it's main event. It's main event. Jay Uso, right? Okay, right. one one for Yeet. <sighs> Cal, you got to pick a you got to pick a Y uh, slash W word here. What are you what are you going with? I, <laughs> I was I I can't. What is probably the most impactful, both in ring and like fourth wall breaking but i think the problem is is that it took a life of its own like it went from stone cold being a dickhead to everybody kind of being a dick to people and it, it's it's it, it does too much disruption for me to really but it's 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 like it may be like a, a special a, a special attraction but i i think i'm gonna have to go with the yes movement only, and it's it's not just because it's brian dance and daniel brown whatever but i think it's the fact that it went from it was really the people the people made that man become a champion and he it, the people made him go through a, a go through hell that wrestlemania to get that title but the, be, the, i think it, it was that one raw where they had all the people in the ring and he and daniel Bryan's on the ropes doing the yes i'd like you moments like that i i we probably didn't get a yeet moment like that until Survivor Series where Jay was standing on the cage and because he, he was ready with his move and was, I'm dancing. Everybody was rocking. So I, I think yeet is probably making strides to yes, but yeet has to get Jay a title. In my eyes. God dang it, Cal, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, but Yeet's on a roll though. Yeet's been popping. Yeet Yeet is on fire. I mean, again, first of all, that coming out of a press conference, the fact that that's now a chant is just freaking incredible. (laughs) I love that organic stuff, right? Where it's just kind of built. It's not. It's not too forced. Uh, 
I agree with you in that I'll go with yes out of these four. I I just have uh, some nostalgic memories with this kind of it, it creeping into the mainstream with the uh, the San Francisco Giants during their World Series run in 14. Oh, so right, it, it just right. crossed over so, so much. That hurts though. Man. I will that say hurts. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's been nine years. Get over it. Uh, it's but but the Yeet movement. I will say, I'm uh, I'm really starting to feel the Yeet movement more than yeah. And that's that's no slight to the yeah movement. I just think Yeet is a funnier word. I also yeah. think the 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 yeet? counter of Jimmy saying no Yeet. If that becomes a thing, uh, I think yes. we've got absolute gold uh, on our hands. Which is just a Yeet versus no Yeet match. Like you put the word "yeet" on the line in that match at Mania between Jimmy and Jay. Like who gets ownership of the word? I think we're cooking with uh, we're cooking with gas if we just kind of take it to the next level. uh, I think would be you get Jimmy uh, his first shirt should be a yeet shirt with like the red band, like the like the circle with the slash through it over the yeet, Mm. and have that be Jimmy's first heat. Yeah, I'm with a yeet versus no yeet WrestleMania forty. I'm so with that. You know how fast that shirt would sell? I'd wear both yeah, shirts. Hell yeah. I'd split it in half. I remember those, uh, when when it was Survivor Series time and yep. like each show would have half a shirt that was just, yeah. you know, it was SmackDown and then like the rest of their shirt. That that's what I want to do with a yeet no yeet shirt. Just hey, split I had it a yes shirt I think, and a no shirt. Split. Oh, see? There you I go. Didn't have a no you shirt. just gotta make a make I didn't a halfsy. <laughs> it became a mask for me later because it was too big. So it became a, a coronavirus <laughs> mask. But th- did you see, oh. did I send y'all the video I found on uh, Instagram? And it was like the call that uh, Roman, um, that Triple H had. It was like a parody video. And in that video, it's like uh, Jimmy jumps on and says yeet. And then, or Jay says yeet. And then Roman's like, hey, I told you I don't like that. It's like I think I, made, I thought I sent it in the group chat. No, send yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's fantastic. Yeah, if you did reset it, I need to watch it. No, <laughs> the yes movement lives on, uh, but the yeet yes. movement is coming on strong. All right, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. We'll talk about one a little bit more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your oh. biggest NXT takeaway? Man, what a show. But you know what? I, I thought I was going one way, but then the end of the show happened. It was the, the parking lot situation parking between lot. Keanu James and Roxanne Perez. Because this is what I love in women's wrestling. The stories that are being told here, I see an ensuing rivalry brewing for a while. Yeah, that was dope. That was, that was actually really, really good. Cal, what do you have from NXT? Uh, that shot of Lexi King running from behind of whatever barricade through that door after Trick Williams walked through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mello, Team Mello. By the way, uh, so I enjoyed that as well. I still think Mello did it. Thank you. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I thought I was the only person. There's just, Everybody- uh, the, there's just too much. Hey. They're, they're, they're doing too much with this. It, you know, it's, it's, it's not Carmelo where... I, I've gone the other way now where I'm convinced it's Carmelo Hayes. I'm team Lexi King did it, but who put him up to it? Because 
I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's mellow, oh. but somebody in cahoots we don't know so okay i i think i think lexus king was just walking down the same hallway <laughs> and uh <laughs> what you'll see when the, we see the rest of that tape is carmel hayes beating the shit out of trick white <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh for me uh the thing that stood out was the the the, the fatal four-way match uh wesley gargano bronson reed cameron grimes obviously again the the, the highlight of it being Ivar just extending this big meat classic feud that we got going on, but also just a fantastic match uh, with Wesley coming out on top and he's going to face Dom for the, uh, the North American title at deadline, right? Like that was the, uh, that was the mm-hmm. stipulation. That's, that's their next yeah. match. So that was freaking fantastic. That was just a really, really good match. Uh, by the way, Cameron Grimes, can we get this guy on TV a little bit more? Yeah. Kind of enjoy his work. Kind of enjoy. Good it. question. He's, he's fun. Good question. Uh, just, just gonna make make that pitch. Uh, looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, it's the one thing you're looking forward to most. Cal, what do you got? The patriarch Christian Cage. Any anytime he picks up a mic, I am in tune. Let's go, sir Brian. <laughs> the, the same thing, but if I had to choose the second one, it's uh, Jay White and Swerve Strickland. Swerve McCookin. So. Let's see. He wants to be first African American AEW champion. Gotta go through Jay White now. Show and prove. Those, those are my one and one A for tonight. So it's it's gonna be great. I, I think I'm giving the edge to Christian Cage on the mic because again he's on a he's on a, he's on an absolute heater right now. Just renaming people one. because he feels <laughs> like it. Who has that the kind patriarch. of power? What what if I just came on the show and it was like, hey Cal. Your name isn't Cal anymore. It's Kill Switch. <laughs> it's Kill Switch. <laughs> look at me like I'm, in, I'm insane. After his own move. I guess. Right. I love it. Named Not, after his own move. I, what, what if he, he's gonna name? He's gonna name Nick Wayne the unprettier at some point. It's gonna, it's gonna be. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, I'm with it. <laughs> it's I'm gonna be great <laughs> if he does that. Guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings. We are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And they have a huge, huge special guest coming up this Friday. You know him. You love him. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Check that out on Friday. And of course, you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle when you guessed it, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Also, it's Spotify rap season, so shout out to everyone who has the Ringer Wrestling Show feed as part of the Wrapped uh, part of their Thank most you. listened to podcasts of the year. Keep tagging us and all that. We love Thank seeing you. it. Uh, Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Double Instagram and threads. But as always, it's not about me. Brian H. Waters, where can people find you since you're back home? And you where can me? the people find us? You can find me at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms and the same ones. You can find Ringer Wrestling at Ringer Wrestling, TikTok, Instagram, Threads, X. You know it. You find it. Uh, and you can find me at Cruise Control. There's Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram, Threads. But again, 
The only one that really matters is at Ringer Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, threads, and of course, TikTok. Uh, thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you for the grab chat as always. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.